All right, we're going to talk college football in a second. Who's this? Hey, Nelson! It's Dave! Taking a page out of uh, Scott Berryman's book here, playing some music, <laughs> Dave, or what? I thought you were—I thought you didn't care for Scott. Now you're playing music like Scott does. Hang on there, buddy. <laughs> Hang on there, buddy. I just had to play that for Nelson. So, Dave, um, clue me in here. You and Nelson had a bet over the weekend. <laughs> hey, Nelson, tell Scott that sh- that song should be on his music trivia. Can you name that song in one tune? Was that the? Yeah, uh, it's the Notre Dame fight song. Yeah, the Fighting Irish song. <laughs> well. We're sitting at lunch, guys, and once again, Nelson's generation thinks they're better than the Wizards, and we're talking college football. I said, hey, it's a great game tomorrow night, and I said, Nelson goes to spread, clubs a minus five, I said, I'll take, I'll take Notre Dame with no points. So, Dave, you take Notre Dame, no points, straight up against Clemson. Straight up, and, and of course, you know, Nelson's wetting his pants, because that's what his generation does, and Becker's there going, oh my gosh. And, of course, he lost. Dave, I think the only person to beat you would be me. Yeah, I mean, Dave, if you asked me, if you gave me that same game every time, hindsight, I don't know, I don't know what the end result is. I will take five to six free points every time. I will take Clemson, Clemson and Dabo Sweeney every time. I will take a team that's been one of the top two best teams in college football the past decade <laughs> every single time against one of the most overrated teams the last thirty I mean, years. Nelson to hear, you know what it was like. Got turned out a little bit. Hey, Scott, can you please get it working correctly? Dave, how's it feel, man? You want it? The only person you haven't beaten a bet is me. Well, you know, time will tell. I mean, uh, you got lucky. I got lucky, Dave. No, no, I was just a realist. I said the Cubs would stink in the playoffs, and they did. Hey, by the way, anybody who puts Christmas lights up should have their lights shot out. <laughs> so all of these people in Madison that are going around shooting people, save yourself and go around and shoot Christmas lights out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's November. I mean, well, Dave, can we switch to like BB guns or something then? Oh, I turned the TV on on October first, and already one of the TV channels going Christmas movies start today. And Dave, if people are shooting out lights, they got to come to my house and shoot the woodpecker that's been chirping at, that's been pecking my garage. I got a big no, hole no, in it now. I have the I, I am the woodpecker expert. Which, uh, how you oh yeah, you had to deal with the woodpecker. What'd you do? Oh yeah, I wanted I wanted I wanted to put WD forty on my wall, but I got talked out of it. No, you, you, you go out and you get yourself wind chimes and, and silver re- reflective. Yeah, okay, good. I, I bought some silver reflective stuff last night. Yep, that. And, um, I, well, I was all raking my backyard. I was like, what is this giant hole in, my, in my, the side of my garage? And Jen's like, oh, that's been the woodpecker that's been here. Like, why didn't you say anything? But what you got to do is you got to put the silver tape over the woodpecker hole and then hang up a couple of wind chimes around the area. When the sun reflects off it, and the silver reflective tape scares the hell out of the birds. Dave, I want to take that tape and wrap the woodpecker up with it and yeah. go chuck it in a dumpster or something. Take well, that, PETA. Well, what I wanted to do is you know, take my broom, and when it hit the wall, it you know, kill this SOB, but I was told there was <laughs> It's like, I just, painted my, I just painted my house, my garage, and I was uh, just digging holes. Unbelievable. Well, that's how you get rid of woodpeckers. That came from an old wise man, up, and it worked. So, so, Dave, you beat Nelson in the Notre Dame Clemson bet, eh? Yep, so I just wanted to make sure I, I got another free lunch. You know, I, I don't even got to spend any money. Dave, let me ask you uh, another football question. We have a poll right now. Who's the best team in the NFC? Is it the Packers, the Saints, the Seahawks, or the Buccaneers? What would Dave from Monona say? Oh, it's New Orleans because last night they they showed hey, – by the way, I wonder if Green Bay's defensive coach was watching last night. What a novelty when you put pressure on a quarterback. What happens? Oh, my God, Mike Patton. <laughs> But I mean, we all know this defense stinks. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, when they get behind, they're not a catch-up team. I mean, I hope they'll make the playoffs. And, you know, once again, um, you know, God, your wife could score four touchdowns against Green Bay defense. Hell, even even RJ. Hell, even Scott and Dodger or Verona, wherever the hell he comes from. Anyway, I I had to call in because Nelson, I mean, you see, he he, he can just tell he's probably just burning up. <laughs> well, nice to hear from you, Dave. Because he hates to lose to the wizard. See you, buddy. See you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nelly, I mean, yeah. It was I a- would make that bet every single time. Um, Getting five to six free points. Dave, you just were nominated for a caller of the year by the king on Twitch. Scott is now shaking in his boots. 
um, with that use of uh, music as well as the Notre Dame fight song. All right, so that was probably the, that was the game of the of Saturday, right? The weekend was the Notre Dame Clemson game. It was a hell of a game. Yeah, they went to overtime. They did. Turnovers killed Clemson. Sure did. It was. Uh, I don't know what would you describe that game as. Everything it was billed and mar- marketed to be it was entertaining. I guess. I don't know. It was. It got boring at times. Like honestly, sitting there watching, I'm just like, I, I, especially since almost every play went to review. Oh, that's the one thing that's killing football. Yeah, is but like the constant review. But the thing is, like, watching games, college games almost are long. all day Saturday. There weren't that many reviews combined. Well, it's always the big marquee sudden, like, games. Yeah, but and it's like half it, of them didn't need to be reviewed. It's I, like, I feel like they're trying to squeeze as much um, advertising as they can possibly get into one broadcast. Like, all right, let's well, uh, let's review this. Let's the, review this. Games, let's review this. Yeah, the games, no, Notre Dame's games on NBC always end up taking like four hours. I mean, that e- even with the the overtimes, that game was like. Almost four and a half hours. I won't even lie. I hardly watched any of the game because I've just hardly watched any college football this year. When was with Wisconsin not really playing after that Friday? And night, you're making bets based off of not watching anything. I mean, yeah. Why'd you make up. that? Why'd you Gosh. make that bet? Well, I know. Why why, did I, I know. Make I, that bet? I know why you did. But why'd you why'd you give Wizard the ammo? I mean, I got five free points. What was in it for you if you were to win free lunch? Yeah. Okay. I would. Well, it wasn't just. Well, I, mean, yeah, I would. Ta- I would have taken Clemson. Too. He wasn't going to get nothing if he yeah. beat. Him. Notre Dame has been the most overrated team for, and you already said it for the last thirty years. Yeah, I can't and then stand at the Notre same Dame. time. Clemson has been, if not the best team the last decade, the second best team the last decade. Obviously, I'm. I'm. I'm not a huge Brian Kelly fan. I don't think he's that great of a coach. I think he's pretty overrated too. Mm-hmm. And I think Dabo Sweeney is a great coach. Yeah. I do as well. So, <laughs> everything. Everything that I knew going into the game, I'd make that bet a hundred times out of a hundred. And um, and they still they had three turnovers to one. That was the difference in the game. You they think, lost yeah. in overtime. You think Clemson wins that game if they have uh, Trevor Lawrence? Yes, by oh, like three yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. How do you even say the guy's last name? DJ. Um, Uga. Uga. I'd I'd care to know how to say it DJ if he won the game. Uya Gali. Oh, Jesus, I don't. Close enough. I don't know how to say his name. I know it. Let's just call him DJ. Um, If DJ is not playing and they have Trevor Lawrence. Three touchdowns. Minimum. Minimum. But Notre Dame, I can't. There's something about. I know you like. I I know you got a soft spot in your heart for Notre Dame, Rowdy. But at least you you aren't a homer like some people. Like, yeah, they're the most overrated team in the past 30 years. But what a win for. for those guys, but whatever. We'll put that aside. We'll look at the Big Ten. <laughs> the Big Ten has had some wild, wild results. Indiana, number 10 in the nation. How is Indiana doing what they are doing as they take down Michigan 38-21? to Wow. I couldn't believe it. Michigan, how is Jim – when is Jim Harbaugh going to be shown the door for Michigan? My thing with that is what coach are you going to bring in to That's upgrade? Better. Yeah. yeah, well, wasn't he brought in to beat you know the Ohio Ohio State, and he has not yet done that. He can't even freaking beat in Indiana. <laughs> I mean, and they lost to Michigan State the week before, who got trucked by Iowa. Yeah, and Iowa's quarterback not is good. garbage. Yeah, he's not good. He is bad. Um, looking around though, the Big Ten, Ohio State beats Rutgers forty nine to twenty seven. Whatever, we knew that was going to happen. But I can't believe Indiana. You said they're ranked 10th now, RJ? Yep, 10th in the nation. Wow. Uh, Northwestern takes down Nebraska 21 to 13. I think it was like, was it 13 to nothing at one point in time? Uh, no, no, Northwestern scored first, but then. Oh, yeah. It so, was and then it was 13, 13 to 7, yeah. Nebraska. And then um, in the third and fourth, Northwestern scored two touchdowns to pull ahead. Uh, Iowa beats Michigan State 49 to 7. And this is the, I think, is this the biggest shocker of them all? Not Minnesota beating Illinois, but <laughs> Maryland beating Penn State. Penn State's now zero and three. Yeah, everyone's everyone's tabbed second best team in the Big Ten behind Ohio State. Yeah, zero and three. 
And now everybody's just saying, well, it just shows you how bad the Big Ten is. I, I beg to differ. Well, Wisconsin has now dropped to, what, thir- or 13th? 13th. And 14th. And they haven't played in two weeks. Yeah. But it's absolutely unbelievable. If you remember when uh, the Big Ten first was, um, you know, canceling the football season, it was James Franklin, Penn State's head coach, saying, if if only 75% of the league is ready to go, we don't care. We still want to play football. We think we've got ourselves a national contending team out there. You are 0-3, and you just lost to the Maryland Terrapins, who somehow are 2-1. Well, I mean... I mean, obviously, they've beaten Penn State, but... They played Minnesota, who's trash. They're trash. And In fact, we're going to talk Minnesota coming up here and make fun of P.J. Flag. they played Penn State, who's clearly trash. What's Their happening? quarterback is What's horrible. happening in the Big Ten in the year of 2020? Is it just because it's 2020? No, I mean, we're finding out James Franklin, who is apparently an amazing recruiter, once he doesn't have Bill O'Brien's guys, his teams are losing these games that Bill O'Brien at least was winning at Penn State. Um, wow. It, it's, it's... It's wow. Yeah. All I can say is wow. I, and, like... But... Yeah. Now, Penn State did have some players opt out, one being probably their best player at middle linebacker. But is but that one linebacker making that huge of a difference yeah, that's on what, that defense? that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That one... Middle linebacker, now granted he was one of the best middle linebackers in the country, doesn't stop Maryland from scoring 35 points. Okay, we have a lot of guys on Twitch saying the reason why Maryland's winning is because it's the Tua connection. They have the younger Tua, the the Tua Leah Tegaviola. (laughs) I mean, that name I can say. He's doing good. He's doing good. Um, Three toddies, 282 yards, 18 to 26, not too bad. But I mean, his last two games were against some. Pretty subpar defenses. Yeah, and I'm not, not. Well, look how the mighty have fallen for Penn State, there, though. But, I mean, you have to have some kind of talent to put up those kind of numbers. What did Penn State start the season ranked as? They were top ten. They were top ten, I think. Yeah, and well, I mean, James Franklin thought they had a national contending team. That's why he was saying if if the whole conference isn't ready to play because of COVID nineteen, he didn't care. Started the season at number eight. Wow, and now they're zero and three. They stink. Pu. Pu indeed, and. Um. Obviously, Wisconsin didn't play over the weekend. I think the other big thing in the Big Ten right now is Michael Penix Jr. and him just balling out for Indiana at yeah, quarterback. He's doing pretty good. And and the fact that him and Peyton Ramsey, now the Northwestern starting quarterback, the fact that they were in a basically a two quarterback system in Indiana where it was, yep. well, we're gonna play this guy for half a game and then this guy for the other half, or Penix Jr. is gonna play this game and Ramsey's gonna play the next game. I think they made the right decision. Did one of them get hurt last year? And I do not recall. I, I'm, yeah, neither. I mean, sorry. But I think it's they Indiana made the, they made the right decision <laughs> going with yeah. Penix Jr. because he's looked great, and Peyton Ramsey has been. Yeah, there's eh. been some some games what's, where. What's more surprising to you guys that Penn State's zero and three, or Indiana's at three and zero, and Northwestern at three and zero? The most surprising is probably Indiana being three and zero. That's insane. Uh yeah, and I mean. Penn State being 0-3, surprising, but, I mean, out. You could yeah. clearly say Penn State now is a pretender. Yeah, and, and maybe it is Penn State because they did lose to Maryland. They did lose to Indiana, who nobody was having anything good to say about. But they did have a, a spirited matchup uh, <laughs> versus Ohio State, I guess you could say. So yeah. maybe this is a team that just plays to the level of their competition. And... I, wow. I don't know where you are there because maybe they did have a close game, well, one-point game with with Indiana, but, I mean, maybe that maybe that's the kind of level of competition they are because right now you can't say Indiana's not a good football team. Yeah, no, I mean, they're 10th they're in the country. I think it's a toss-up. It's either Indiana or Penn State. Yeah. Both teams have played extremely well and extremely bad. Right. And I mean, you did going into the season – you wouldn't have expected Indiana to beat Michigan or Penn State. Right. Yeah. But also looking at Penn State, you wouldn't expect them to lose to Indiana or Maryland. Right. All right, but when it comes to Saturday's Give action. Scanner Dan. Um, Rowdy, I'll start with you. You've been quiet for a little bit, bit here. And both everyone, I think you're digesting everyone poops still. Like, well, <laughs> When it comes to Saturday's matchup, what is your what do you think about the Michigan Wolverines in Ann Arbor? I think Michigan's bad. And I think it starts with... Michigan not having a quarterback for pretty much the last 15 years <laughs> outside of who, who Denard. Did we agree it was the last good Michigan quarterback. Penny? 
outside of Henny was Denard Robinson. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, I was saying and, like and the shoelace last... was probably what seven ish, eight ish years ago now. It's been it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. And then it was Chad Henney before that, and then obviously you get into the the good quarterbacks that were from like the late nineties to the early two thousands. So it's been a while been since a long, they've had a long, respectable quarterback. I'm sorry, but Joe Milton's not that. No. From when yeah. I watch him play, I do not think he's very good. And I don't really think the Michigan run game or the Michigan defense is as good as what it even has been under Harbaugh. You've put all that combined. Because what, what did they normally have? They could normally run the football. They always seem to have one good receiver. Mm-hmm. They could run the football, and they played good defense. I don't think they, Do they have, have a any good receiver. I don't think they can really run the football, and I think the defense might be the worst defense they've ever had under Harbaugh. I don't think this team is very good. Well, Michigan's, what are they, one and two? One and two I think yep. this team, if it was a, a normal 12-game season, this team might win just like eight games. They're not good. Eight. It might be stretching it to get to eight. Dude, they Seven, lost eight to, games. They yeah. lost to Michigan State, who we all thought could be the worst team in the Big Ten. Yeah, we gave them one win at the beginning of the year. We and did. That was Rutgers. Yeah, that Michigan State beat Michigan um, two Saturdays ago, and then Indiana hosts the Wolverines on Saturday and beats Michigan thirty-eight to twenty-one. Michigan, they're not good. I I feel like Wisconsin, even with their time off and not being in the facilities. You get the Graham Mertz experience back. Uh, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Bucky is or Michigan? Bucky. Bucky's a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Ann Arbor? Yeah. And I'm guessing that has more to do with the two-week layoff than seeing... Oh, 100%. And I think they also probably a little bit could be, well, we don't exactly know who those nine guys are that haven't tested right. positive. What if one of them's Graham Mertz? That would change the line insanely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Graham Mertz, I am so... Now, there is another announcement today from Wisconsin. Hopefully, it's good news. Hopefully, Hopefully it's not late, as Dan Patrick suggested, and someone else hey just Hey, guys, we're in. shutting it down. Shutting it down, opening up a field, field hospital, hospital at Cam, Cam Randall. Randall. The, I know it's been 70 degrees. We see it's, uh, you know, time's ticking now. I see it's <laughs> By going the end back of the down. week, we're back into the 30s. We're back into the 30s and low 40s. This time we open up that field Perfect hospital. Perfect time to put up a tent, uh, a big yeah, as our guy uh, with heaters. Fuller, as our guy Fuller, who called in uh, last week, and said if they're a goal – is to put everyone outside so they freeze to death. Then they're going to meet that goal. So there you go. There you go. But hopefully it's good. I got to imagine it's going to be good news today that Wisconsin's like, yep, we've we've lowered our COVID nineteen cases and we're all a go. Facilities are back open and we're going to go to Ann Arbor on Saturday and tune up Michigan. That's what I, I hope is the. I'm sure they won't say the tune up part, but I'm sure hopefully they'll say that they're going to have the game on Saturday and the Graham Mertz is going to be a full go. The Kansas Cannon. Well, uh, so now if Saturday is his. 21st day. How does he travel with the team? Different car. I mean, you'd have to. <laughs> He's like, they're like, put him in like a pulp mobile, but it's like a. <laughs> but I mean, Trevor Lawrence was out due to COVID and somehow he traveled with the team to no game. No, RJ. And was on the side. When you were a manager with the team, I know there wasn't an outbreak of COVID 19. You were in the before time. Yeah. In the in the McLean Center basement or maybe in the tunnels, did they have Wisconsin hazmat suits? Like Wisconsin Badger team hazmat suits. I don't ever remember seeing hazmat suits. I think we can put Graham Mertz in one so we can travel <laughs> with the team. That he's like he's like, You ever seen um Bubble Boy with Jake Gillenhall? Uh, yeah. Uh, we can do that with Graham Mertz. We can or bubble like him up. E. T. with all the guys. Like yeah. trying to capture him, put the put the big old tube leading into the house. So we all do we all think Graham Mertz is gonna play on Saturday? Yes. Rowdy? I think so, especially because what was one of the first things that you heard from Wisconsin when they came out and said, okay, we're shutting everything down. Graham Mertz has it. Chase Wolf has it. We have Paul Christ who has COVID-19. You know, they list some other staff members and then additional players. But what was pretty much the first thing you heard? I know. He'll be ready to play by Michigan. (laughs) They were very adamant. They were very adamant that his positive test came on Saturday. Yes, Yes. they were. Saturday. And he would be eligible for two weeks with the Michigan game. That was the first thing we heard, and we all were like, whew. So, yes, (laughs) I believe Graham Mertz will be playing, or else they wouldn't have said that. Yeah. (laughs) Dan Patrick, stop it. All right, so you said Wisconsin's favored by two and a half. Yep. In Ann Arbor against the Wolverines, and the Wolverines have lost to Michigan State in Ann Arbor and Indiana on the road. Correct. They stink. 
They're not good. Hopefully, Jim Harbaugh doesn't read everyone poops and then inspires them to play like he did for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I feel like Jim Harbaugh would be more of a let me show you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he seems more. You guys want to know how to take a dump? Uh, uh, I, I feel like that's the kind of personality he has. Well, didn't a couple years ago one of his players like was like bleeding and Harbaugh got all fired up? He took the kid's blood and rubbed it under his eyes like face paint, yeah. like war paint. It was like uh, this is the same guy who went on a recruiting visit to a school. And took his shirt off to start throwing passes yeah. to the kids. <laughs> he is a lunatic unhinged. All right, Rowdy, looking at our Twitter poll right now, uh, at Zone Madison, and you can phone it in as well with your answer. Who is the best team in the NFC? Yeah, I've been thinking about this now for probably an hour and a half. Is it the Saints, the Packers, the Buccaneers, or the Seahawks? And how'd it go for you, Rowdy, thinking about it? I think I have to go with the Saints, too. The New Orleans Saints, who the Packers beat. Just because I look at that team, the Packers did beat them, was the second game of the season, and the Packers did win the turnover battle in that game. Yep. They won by a touchdown. But when I look at the New Orleans Saints, I think as a whole, you have Drew Brees, who might not have the the arm he used to, and that's pretty evident in my mind, but he's still extremely intelligent. He still knows exactly what he's doing when he's on the field. He can still read coverages and make plays. And he he can still throw the football, not 50 yards downfield like he, he can used still to get it done, to, though, yeah. But he can still figure out ways to win games. And he's still a great quarterback. Then they also have Michael Thomas, who is one of the best uh, receivers in the game. Slant boy. He's just getting healthy again. Yeah, he played yesterday against the Bucs. And then you have Alvin Kamara, who's one of the better running backs in the league that you can throw the football to, hand the football to. They have a, a decent guy running behind Kamara in uh, Latavius Murray. And don't you ever forget about Taysom Hill, Rowdy. And then, But then on the other side, if you look at the defensive side of the ball, they have a defensive line that's good enough to get pressure on. They have corners like Marcus Lattimore that are good enough to get the job done. Now, they... They've been playing better lately, but they started out the season that defense wasn't looking good. Yeah. They kind of like the Chiefs last year, halfway through the year, where the Chiefs defense was pretty bad, and they flipped that switch and became a, a solid defense. I kind of see that with the New Orleans, and they're just becoming healthier. Um, the New Orleans Saints, if you watched last night, destroyed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They outscored them 14 to nothing in the first quarter, 17 to nothing in the second quarter. They intercepted Tom Brady three times. They held Tampa Bay to 195 total yards or 50 or check this out, 58 fewer yards than Delvin Cook alone had yesterday. And I think just looking at the Saints when you go back to last year, in my opinion, the Saints were the best team going into the playoffs last year. Yeah. Overall, they had the best roster, the deepest roster. Yeah, they didn't get it done. They lost. But, I mean, that that same roster is pretty close to the same this year. Kind of like the Packers. Sure, yep. Again. Yep. And you've seen now they started off Rocky 1 and 2. But they've beaten the I Bucks. preferred Rocky 4. But yeah. <laughs> they beat the Bucks twice. Rocky 1 and 2 are amazing movies, though. But... They've reeled off five straight wins. Yeah, they look good. It looks like they're starting to come into their own. I think it's the Saints right now. I think the Packers are number two. The Saints the Saints beat the Bucks, who beat the Packers, who beat the Saints, who... I'm trying to remember how this all works here. So the, the Buccaneers throttled the Packers. The Packers beat the Saints. The Saints beat the Buccaneers. Twice. Twi- <laughs> twice. And then somehow you got to work the Seahawks in here because the Seahawks are... The Seahawks are probably the fourth best in the NFC right now, right? Or would they be or would the Buccaneers be the fourth best? To me, it's either Saints or Packers number one, and then Bucks, Buccaneers, Seahawks three and four. Yeah, I have Saints would be number one on my list, Packers, Packers number two, and then I think I would go down I actually think I would go with Seattle over Tampa, just because at this point in their careers, I'd rather have Seattle Russell Wilson Russell than Wilson Tom than Tom Brady. Yeah, um, looking at that game last night, what the hell happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They look, they look very pedestrian. Uh, is it did <laughs> did the signing of Mister Big Chest Antonio Brown already crater that locker room rowdy? One half in and they're already getting beat. Uh, what were they? It was like thirty-one to nothing at halftime for the <laughs> for the New Orleans Saints over the Buccaneers. If you look at the Saints as well. Drew Brees, a quarterback rating of 98.9. Taysom Hill, a quarterback rating of 100. 
Jameis Winston, a quarterback rating of 99.9. Now keep in mind, Taysom Hill was 2 for 2 for 48 yards, and Jameis Winston 1 for 1 for 12 yards. But my God, the, the Saints are really... Here's the thing. Are they are they gelling too soon? Are they vibing too soon? Are they you know are they hitting all cylinders too soon? But I mean, couldn't you ask that same exact about question the about the Packers? Were they hitting on all cylinders too soon? AKA the first four weeks of the season. Now, is there such thing as hitting on the all cylinders too soon? Wouldn't you rather see your team do that throughout the year as opposed to I don't know not? Well, yeah, you'd want to win every single game. Yeah. Oh, well, you saw the Packers kind of go through the motions last year. They still got one game away from the Super Bowl, thirteen and three. They had a bunch of games where you're just like, my I biggest don't know thing what I'm with, watching here. with Lafleur though that I've seen is when, especially on defense, so it's not a hundred percent him. Obviously, it's a lot of Mike Pettin. Mm-hmm. When they have lost, I feel like they make no adjustments. It's like, okay, we we put this game plan together all week. We got out there and for about one to two quarters, we competed. It was a close game. But you know what? We didn't make adjustments in the second half, and the other team did, and we or and and they ended up winning. Or they came in and they're like, "Well, they had a better game plan than us. Our game plan did not work like we thought it was going to." <sighs> well, just let's just pack it in, and it this could be like say the second quarter. Like look at that Tampa game. They they quit in the second quarter. Oh yeah, the, and they got they folded absolutely up real quick. destroyed. Yeah, they folded up quick. I, that's the biggest thing is when they lose, it feels like they're they're a team that doesn't make adjustments in the second half. And oh, the they Packers just, need a lead. They just kind of pack it in if they can't get it done the first time. The Packers are a team that needs the lead. You know, can do you think the Packers can? crawl back from a deficit. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, we've seen him do it before, but look at that Buccaneers game. They There was literally no fight, no will for the Green Bay Packers. But, you know, then they kind of turned it around, but it was against the Niners, obviously. Uh, and the, how they lost to the Vikings, too. That was um, suspect. All right, looking at it, though, at our Twitter poll, and call it in. Who's the best team in the NFC right now? Let me know. 608-321-1670. The Packers right now, 58.1% of the vote. They are clearly the clear-cut number one with the Saints in at number two, Seahawks three, and the Buccaneers at number four. If you're looking at an updated, uh, if, the, if the season, if the playoffs started today, Saints are the number one seed at six and two. The Seahawks are the number two seed at six and two. The Packers are three. The Eagles, oof, four. The Buccaneers, five. The Cardinals, six. And the Rams at seven. And the New Orleans Saints would get the bye, obviously. Well, if it ended today. If you're, if you're looking at the NFC, I think you have to go with the Saints and the Packers, and then obviously Seahawks. Buccaneers, your clear top four. Yeah. And then basically just turn and look at the NFC West because those are your next best teams. Yeah. Because the East is terrible and the NFC North outside of Green Bay has a lot of question marks. Yes, it does. Um, like the, the NFC North Lions, is wild. The Detroit Lions, again, kind of like last year before Stafford got hurt, they could have won so many games this year. I'm thinking about two or three more games than they've already won off the top of my head where it's like, I feel like you tried to lose the game, right? Like they played Minnesota yesterday and I think they tried to lose the game. They blocked two punts. Yep. I was watching that game too. They, I mean, yes, Delvin cook had a great game. Delvin cook was a monster. Kirk cousins didn't do anything to hurt the Vikings. He actually looked decent. But the every time the Detroit Lions defense or special teams would give them an opportunity, it was like Matthew Stafford would throw a pick in the end zone. Yeah. Or, or they just stall something out. Something would happen where it was like, Well, then Matt Stafford left with a concussion. Unbelievable. It's like, man, you they just can't find a way to win the game. No. And then you, we know the Bears offense Oh, my God. Terrible. Bears fans, please, please, Bears fans, I would need to hear from you. How do you watch your team week in and week out? How do you do it? How is Illinois not the drunkest state in America? How is like Wisconsin, we like to drink, we like to party, obviously. The Packers, they win. How is Illinois not the drunkest state in America? That's the only way I feel like you'd be able to watch the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears had their worst first half offensively since 2006. It was like watching, I don't even know what it was like watching. It was hilarious. The Chicago Bears are my favorite comedy on Sundays. Nick Foles, Nick Foles stinks. 
Mitch Trubisky was putting up better numbers and scoring more when he was the starter compared to Nick Foles, and they're not going back to Mitch Trubisky. But they're second in the NFC North, Rowdy. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings actually finished second in that NFC North. The Vikings got a very winnable next four games. Well, going into the season, if you remember, Vegas odds makers and uh, a lot of people on this show thought it was between the Packers and the Vikings, and the odds reflected that as it was the Packers just barely the favorite over the Vikings Yeah, but right before the season started. And I think a lot of people felt that way, that Green Bay was probably the team that was a little bit better just because the Vikings had so many question marks, but the Vikings should be right there. Well, maybe it just took eight weeks for them to get used to a lot of the players that lo- that they lost from the roster, including a lot of their secondary, a lot of their secondary, including a lot of their defensive line stars. Yeah, I mean they've they've gotten rid of three guys now off of that defensive line that were good players. You lost at least three guys in the secondary that were good players. Yeah, maybe it just took some time for Mike Zimmer to get that defense back on track and get it situa- situated. <clears throat> but the thing with the Vikings for me is they can have a. They could have a solid defense. They could have a great running game. They still can only go as far as Kirk Cousins can carry them. Because at some point, a good team in the playoffs is going to finally stack the box and not allow Delvin Cook to Oh, my God, I know. And then it becomes a Kirk Cousins game. Delvin Cook. I would not ever want it to be a Kirk Cousins game. No, you're doomed. Delvin Cook in the last two weeks, 478 total yards, six touchdowns, and two W's. The dude was shining on him so bright he wore his sunglasses to the podium yesterday. Delvin Cook was a monster. Um, I want to make fun of the Bears for a little bit here. So the Chicago Bears, in the pro football focus era, had the worst outing in the PFF era yesterday against the Titans. Check this out, Rowdy. You know, war... That's a big stat in baseball, right? What's war? War determines each wins above replacement. It's what does war determine in baseball, Rowdy? You just said it wins above replacement. Yeah, like how what a player adds to a win total, correct? Yeah, so like if the average player is zero, if you were 1.0, you were one win better than the average replacement. So for pro football focus, they have this thing called expected points added, EPA. Expected points added per play. It's kind of like the baseball's war. Like how well, what do you give to your team of of scoring points? So despite the Bears not committing a single turnover, they managed to generate a negative .64 expected points added per play in the first two quarters of action. Out of all the first halves in 2020, that is the worst EPA per play Mark of the season when you take turnovers out of the equation. It is also the worst first half for Chicago they've ever had, dating back to 2006. The Bears are the biggest joke of a team that has a winning record. Well, I told you this back when Nick Foles came in and they won that game, I believe, was it against the Texans, where they benched Trubisky and brought in Foles? Yeah. And all this hoopla about, oh, he's a Super Bowl winner! Big Nick and blah, 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 blah. And I go, I I told you the week after, I go, he's not that much better than Trubisky. In, in my mind, he is better than Trubisky. Don't get me wrong. But, not but he's much. not much better than Trubisky or else he would have clearly been the starter. And when you look back on Nick Foles' whole career, he's been in the NFL now for, what, seven, eight seasons? He's probably had about one and a half good seasons. And that half good season is what everyone remembers because Carson Wentz got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And they went on to win the Super Bowl, and obviously they beat Tom Brady and the Patriots, and and Nick Foles led them to the Super Bowl that game. But let's not forget that Carson Wentz led that team for the majority of that season to that good record. They had a great defense, and then he hurt his back, and then Nick Foles was the replacement. Nick Foles didn't kill it that whole season. He had one good year. Uh, with Philadelphia, I believe under Chip Kelly, if I remember correctly. Well, Nagy was there too on the Super Bowl run when Foles was quarterback. He was he was there because they had that connection. Nick Foles was dragging his big hog everywhere in the playoffs, and then he won the Super Bowl, and everyone got caught up in it. And all of a sudden, you know, Nagy's there now, coaching in the Bears, and brings in uh, Big D Nick. And then you look at how Trubisky struggled, struggled to even turn off a TV in Hallis Hall, and then Nick Foles come in, and you're like. 
Well, he's Super Bowl pedigree. He's not that good. The Bears are 5-4 and four right now, second in the NFC North, Rowdy. By the end of the year, where do you think they finish? I think the Vikings are second. I think the Bears are like a 9-7, and 8-8 eight and eight team. They have a great defense. I wonder if the Lions... Do you think the Lions will finish above them? Nah, no. The Lions just The Lions can't. could easily The Lions can't help themselves. The Lions themselves. are 3 and 5 right now. Stafford's Lions, got a concussion now though. The Lions could easily be 5 and 3, but they just find ways to lose games. Yeah, and Stafford's got a concussion. Um saw that happen yesterday uh against the Vikings. But my god, the Bears Bears fans out there, how do you do it? How do you watch that every Sunday? Man, that could be an epic game next week for the Lions because Stafford most likely would be out with a concussion, at least miss one week. Yeah. Chase Daniel versus uh, whatever quarterback the Washington football team trots out there. Ooh, yeah, because Kyle Allen's done. He, he, he had a gruesome injury. They brought in Alex Smith, obviously. Threw, how, many, how many interceptions did Alex Smith throw yesterday? I thought he actually was supposedly played pretty well. Well, they didn't win. Look in here. Let me, let me check real quick. I gotta find out. I do see this because we do have some Washington football team fans listening. Daniel Jones is four and zero against the Washington football team in his career. He's one in sixteen against everyone else. Yeah, Alex Smith was twenty four for thirty two, three hundred twenty five yards, touchdown, three picks. Yeah, three picks. I knew he was throwing picks all over the place. Looking around right now, uh, in the NFC, who's the, who? In your opinion, actually, in all of football, who is the best team in football right now in the NFL? I think right now, I think it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs, yeah. It's hard not to be. I think it's be. the Chiefs right now. But the Steelers had looked really good for most of the year. They did not look very good against Dallas. Dude, how about that game yesterday with them boys? I know they ended up losing, but wow. that uh, What the hell is that Gilbert guy's first name? Um, Garrett. Garrett Gilbert. Actually, it looked pretty good for Big Mike picking him off the street, but the Steelers looked bad. They played down to their level of competition. On Friday, if you remember, I said that, you know, when we were talking about the MVP, I go, he's not in the MVP conversation, Big but ben. Big Ben has played really well this year. Yeah. The Steelers looked bad. Now, could it have been Could it have been just a, a bad well, you know, look-ahead game yes. because Dallas was super bad? Yeah, probably. But I think right now the best team has to be Kansas City. You have the best quarterback. You, you have a ton of playmakers. Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, Edwards Hilaire. They added Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. The defense is not great, but it's good enough especially when you have Patrick Mahomes and the talent he has around him on offense. Patrick Mahomes is so sick. He's insane. I still think that they are the best team in the NFL. Now, that doesn't mean they can't be beaten. That doesn't mean they're going to go 15-1 and one since they're currently 8-1. and one. Yeah. But I think right now, as it all stands, they are the best team. Well, Christian McCaffrey, hell, he almost single-handedly beat the Chiefs yesterday. Uh, obviously didn't. Mahomes had something to say about that. But, yeah, the Chiefs are definitely the best team in the NFL. They can just score at will. Patrick Mahomes is just incredible. But you know who almost scores at will, too? Don't forget about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. They That scheme, that second year of Matt LaFleur, has that not been looking just freaking on fire, dude? They are crushing it. Now, I know it's a little different against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and tough against the Minnesota Vikings. But my God, Russell or um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have been looking phenomenal on offense. It's uh, and in that loss to the Vikings, it wasn't because of the offense; it was because of the rush defense. There was none of it. Aaron Rodgers right now is Aaron Rodgers the front runner for the MVP, or is it Patrick Mahomes? I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Just just because. Listen to the guys I just named for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he has Travis Kelsey, he has Tyreek Hill, he has Edwards Hilaire, he has now Le'Veon Bell. That's not even talking about Sammy Watkins or some of these other receivers that are solid second and third receivers. Basically, Aaron Rodgers is working with Devontae Adams. And that's about it. Well, I guess Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. But both of those guys have missed games this year. Yeah. And then the rest of them are a collection of misfits. <laughs> <laughs> misfits that we love sometimes when they catch the ball. MBS. Yeah, Jamal Adams has shown that he's a – He's a starting running back in Williams. this league. Jamal Williams on Adams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. You're all good. Yeah, Jamal Williams, he's a starting running back in this league. He's yeah, proven he's, that He's good. Year. He's really good. He He's shown that when Aaron Jones can come in, he can run the football. He can be effective. And they even started showing him 
last year when they'd put him out in the slot trying to get both him and Aaron Jones on the field at the same time. Yeah. They could throw him the football. He would catch it as a running back. He's shown that he's a nice player, but that's still not at the same level as a a healthy Le'Veon Bell that's playing or an Edwards Hilaire who has looked like a beast in his rookie the season. The Chiefs are just so explosive. The Packers the Packers Bob scheme Ta- guys open. Bob Big Bob Tanyan has been a nice story this year. He's not Travis Kelsey who's looking to rewrite tight end record books. Yeah. The the Chiefs are just explosive. While the Packers need to rely on their scheme, you know, to get guys open, which what I if you're going to win games that way, win games that way. That it's it's pretty. It's like poetry in motion. Unless you think about that Buccaneers game or the well, – I mean, the offense wasn't even really the problem in the Vikings loss. It was the defense. They couldn't stop – Delvin Cook was a man possessed. Well, what happened in that Vikings game is that they limited the number of possessions. Yeah, because the Packers and only then, drove twice in the first half. All of a sudden when you don't have very many possessions and you all of a sudden can't score on one or two of them. Yeah, Packers are not a play from behind. you can't stop team. the Vikings, so their scoring didn't nearly every time they get the football. Yeah, the Packers are not a play from behind team. It's uh, they need to get that lead. And when like the Vikings did, they made it so the Packers only drove twice in the first half against them. I don't want to keep, you know, going back and look at that Vikings game, but you got to kind of because the Packers are the same team. Um, we're going to talk about you know more news coming out of the trade deadline. The Packers are the same team after the trade deadline that they were before the trade deadline when they lost to the Minnesota Vikings. So man, all right, all right, Rowdy. 608-321-1670, Twitter Zone Madison. Go get your vote on. And as uh, I just got a tweet here from my guy uh, Packers JT, Jeff said, Ebo just told me to go get my vote on, and now my PTSD kicked in. It's not that kind of voting. This is really simple voting. You just go to Zone Madison, and you click on which team you think is the best out of the NFC. Right now the Packers are a juggernaut just running through it, obviously. I mean, we are in Wisconsin. And what you need to do is... Get your vote on and call it in too, 608-321-1670. We'll come right back, talk uh, the Packers as we, believe it or not, can I say we're nearing the playoffs? Can I say that? Yeah, halfway into the season. Can I say that? Halfway there. Well, I said it. We say good morning to our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Good morning, Zach. Good morning. How are we doing today? Good. Did you see the story that before... The win for the Gophers over Illinois Friday night that P.J. Fleck read the book Everyone Poops to his team. I did not see that. Uh, (laughs) What? Yeah. R.J. sent it to me. Of course he did. Because P.J. Fleck, you've heard the book Everyone Poops, right? Yes. It's like I had it when I was like a three-year-old getting potty trained. As a three-year-old getting potty trained? Two-year-old, whatever it was. I don't know. He meant six. (laughs) Nelson's never read it. He's still crapping in his drawers. Okay. So R.J. sent it to me. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. in what universe would you have your head coach read a, a potty training book to adults? I mean, people call them kids, but they're adults before they go and play against Illinois. PJ Fleck is an idiot. Well, I feel like it would make more sense if they were at North Carolina because that was probably the reading level that some of those classes were. True. Or they were at Miami where certain people have taken poops in inappropriate places. That's former what? Packer. Former Packer. In, 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 in hampers. Yes. TwinCities.com. Golfers coach P.J. Fleck reads everyone poops to his team. Did it say why he, he, he read yeah. that? Why? Um, let's see. Golfers football coach P.J. Fleck briefly paused before sharing the title of the children's book he read during the team meeting at their hotel Friday night, Everyone Poops. Um, an elephant makes – or then they – this was Flex' pick after the Gophers played like, well, crap, in their first two losses this season. Flex said, quote, I know this sounds crazy because we didn't play very well, but poop can be used as fertilizer if you grow, and in Minnesota, we've got lots of farms. God, I hate that guy. The poop is actually manure. It can help with crops and the best fruit, vegetables, and that is what we talked about last night. Rashad Bateman even said, it's for all ages. You read that book, and there's a message for everybody. <laughs> what is happening in Minnesota? You They're know what's happening. P.J. Fle- Flex happening in Minnesota. The guy is the acronym... King and uh, now apparently the uh, motivational king uh, talking about poop. I, I, I here's the thing, that makes sense, but it's stupid. It's very stupid. Oh, I mean, that's a work from though. They beat Illinois. Congratulations. All right, Zach. everyone's beating Illinois. <laughs> I think. I think even. Uh, I think even Penn State could beat Illinois. All right, so Michigan State beat Michigan. 
Michigan has also lost to Indiana. Indiana, which Indiana's three and zero. Yeah, they are, and jumped Wisconsin in the polls, which is mind boggling. Undefeated Wisconsin at that. Yeah, Northwestern is three and zero. Um, Rutgers is one and two. Maryland beat Penn State. Penn State's zero and three. James Franklin said that they were you know title contenders this year. I don't think they're gonna be making any titles. I'm wondering if they're they, they're as now as happy as they are about pushing to play this year. <laughs> I know, right? As Maryland beats them, and now Zach, we have we saw it against Illinois. Mertz Mania, the Kansas Cannon ran absolutely wild. Golden Graham. I'm sorry, your, your hashtag Golden Graham, not mine, but yes, my the my one take, that you prefer. I prefer. This Saturday. Is Wisconsin still on to play the Michigan Wolverines? Well, we're going to get an update later this morning uh, from Wisconsin. I think, personally, I think there's some optimism that is that it is going to happen. Uh, Graham Mertz back in the building over the weekend, uh, uh, sending out a picture on his Instagram of uh, the clock t- uh, ticking down to f- to face Michigan. So I I would say I think he has a I think he's in the building. They got back to a little workouts on Friday. Yeah, and uh, you know so. So hopefully we had the question earlier today if Graham Mertz isn't cleared because he needs 21 days, how is he going to travel with the team? But the only reason it's 21 days is because you can test negative for COVID-19 and be it be out of your system and gone. The 21 days is for the the heart issue. Correct. I forget what the, the starts with the Car- M. Oh, myocarditis. But that's I mean that's just one part of it. Yeah. But like just the ramping up period. He's clear. He was cleared. To be back in the building, he had to have been cleared by a cardiologist to get back into work and, and start working out again. He had to be doing it, and that came at 14 days, I think. Yes. So, I, I mean, I... So he's cleared I, and I he's, don't I don't know this for sure, but, but I you assume... But saw it on his Instagram. I assume... Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I assume he uh, will be able to travel with the team even if he's not technically eligible to play that Friday. Cause yeah. Because that would be day 21. Day 22 is Saturday. Because he's back practicing. Well, we like don't know condi- about practicing. Like condi- conditioning. I assume, yes, I believe that would be the case. Because he, he, yeah. he has to get ramped back up. Okay, cool. So we'll see, hopefully, the Golden Graham. That was another part of the seven-day, yeah. you know, extending to 21 days to give them a ramp-up period. Wisconsin favored, uh, last time I checked, I think it was two and a half over the Michigan Wolverines. Should Wisconsin, with all this time off and shutting down their facilities, is Michigan a team that they should be worried about? Uh, we have no idea who's all going to be out for Wisconsin. That's a good I mean, point. They had... Uh, what? How many guys? I, I think it's like fifteen. That yeah, it was that, originally that, what twenty-seven, not down to fourteen or fifteen. Right, but like the, some of that was including coaches. Oh yeah, uh, and staff members. So I don't know the exact number of players that have had it since you know Graham Mertz obviously tested positive Saturday, but everybody after that would be out for this game. So we don't know, and and we don't know exactly what that's going to look like, and probably won't know until Saturday because I'm sure Wisconsin's not going to tell us. But yeah, no, I mean it is what it is. Um, if you couldn't see me, I put my head down on my mic and was dejected looking. We do. I mean, we do know that there are some starters that were that did test positive. So how many of those guys uh, are out? And I think that'll probably determine whether Michigan should be considered a, a problem. Michigan's still very talented. They have just not played very well, especially defensively. They are horrible uh, in, in against the pass. It's not good. Horrible. Like if if Graham Mertz has his guys, if if Danny Davis is is still is good to go, Kendrick Pryor, Jake Ferguson, all those guys, if they're good to go, I think Wisconsin should be able to throw the ball all over them. Well, that's that's good news if they're good to go. I'm excited to we see what happens because it's been we have not had a Badger Saturday. I know we've said this many times. We've not had a Badger Saturday since November. 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 Was it November November 30th up in? Uh, we've almost been to a year. Yeah, with no Badger like, Saturday. I think what, it was November the Minnesota game. the Minnesota game. Wow. Um. Looking at the Wisconsin Badgers and not knowing who's going to be out uh, though, technically, I guess the Ohio State game. True. What your what is the Big Ten in your opinion? How would you even quantify it this year of what's happening? I can't like Maryland's two and one, Northwestern's three and zero, oh, Indiana's undefeated ahead of Wisconsin in the rankings. How would you quantify this year? Well, I would kind of look, I don't know. I've thought about this before, but like just looking at the top of the standings right now, it's right. It's Ohio State. It's Indiana. It's Northwestern. It's Purdue. I think those are the those are the, yeah yeah it blows right? the mind yeah. It's like kind of that one is one of these is not like the other kind of like the whole Sesame Street thing mm-hmm. uh, where you know Ohio State is not like the other three where you know Ohio State is probably still easily the best team in the conference but you have these other teams that have jumped up and grabbed some of the big boys from up top and pulled them back down so I Wisconsin is Wisconsin still the favorite in the West 
They have to be. I mean, people are not saying that anymore. People are saying it's Purdue. People are saying it's Northwestern. It's not Wisconsin. I think that's just because they haven't played in two weeks. Well, I mean, they they keep on. They've dropped four spots despite not playing a game in in the last two weeks. Um, Indiana, of course, jumped them. But look, if you watch the teams in the we, West, you're like, and you watch and see what Wisconsin did week one. Yeah, it was Illinois, but you you know how Wisconsin has reloaded the past. I don't know, two three decades. Here's Here's the thing we don't know about Wisconsin is because you know, we've seen other teams do this is the up and down swing of play. Like mm-hmm. Iowa, horrible one week. They come back and just smoke Michigan State. Michigan State, horrible week one, pretty good week two, horrible week three. We don't know what Wisconsin would be in week two or week three. So, like that, that uncertainty, I think, is probably um, should give you a pause. But, and everyone, I mean, Illinois is the worst team in the conference, right? Hands down. Right. So, and we thought it would have been like Rutgers or Maryland or right, and it's not. It's it's, it's Illinois, Illinois, Illinois by far, and Wisconsin obviously dominated them. So we'll see. I, this is a huge test, obviously, on Saturday, not knowing who all is going to be available and not knowing, you know, exactly what the true team Wisconsin has. Yeah. And Jim Harbaugh's back is against the wall, okay, man. Nelson Nelson asked the question like, well, who's Michigan going to get in that's better than Jim Harbaugh? Well, my question is. Harbaugh was hired to win the big games, especially against Ohio State. He's Has, never done that. Hasn't done it. So he's not living up to what he was tabbed to be. Right. So once you try something else, like- I, I, you have to go. I, you can be you can be someone uh, you can be a really good coach and not be from Michigan. Yeah, that's essentially like they wanted a Michigan man. Like that's their whole that's the whole BS stuff. After uh, we want a Michigan man. What was it after Rich Rod or after? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from San Diego State that was horrible too. Uh, oh yeah, what the hell's his name? It does. It's it's irrelevant. But these guys, they need to just Brady go, Hoke. Just go get the best coach. And, and Jim Harbaugh, the thought was he was the best coach. Yeah, he wasn't. He hasn't done. What has he done? Nothing. He's done literally. Not, their recruiting is not at a high, high, high level. They're certainly not winning big games. Can't beat Ohio State. Yep. Though I think it's fair to say that nobody in the conference is beating Ohio State on a regular basis. Um, outside, you know who's going outside to. of Purdue? What? Graham Mertz, yeah, in the Big the Ten Kansas Cannon is going to just sling it all over in the Big yeah. Ten Championship game. I don't but know if they, they can get to the Big Ten. Championship I don't know who they should go get, but there are other options, and and you don't just hold on to a guy because you don't think because like who'd be better? No, I'm not, some, not, some, not, some saying, names, I'm not asking you. Right, right. There were but some, I'm saying that's what some names. Saying. You're not. Gonna, you're, this is going to be hilarious. PJ Fleck because of uh, what he did at Western Michigan and and bring him on back home because he's he's has helped Minnesota's recruiting a little bit and he could probably take Michigan to another level. Hey kids, you want a grown man to read you everyone poops? Come to Minnesota. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, Zach, when it comes to the Wisconsin Badgers, let's look at the future, some good news. Um the 2021 recruiting class continues to get even better and better and better. Who is this uh wide receiver they got out of Ohio? Yeah, Marcus speaking of Michigan, Marcus Allen who had committed to Michigan and then decommitted and opened back up his recruitment and choose, chose Wisconsin on Friday. So I mean, he's a yeah, he's the 11th best player in the in the country or the, in the states of Ohio. And Ohio's obviously quite uh, talent rich there. Uh, one of the best, hotbed. Yes, six one, one ninety, one eighty five. Just wait till he gets that Wisconsin diet. I'll put a little weight on. Yeah, he's he's at, he he is kind of I would say he's probably in the mode. Maybe not as athletic, but kind of like Quintus Sivas about that size. Hey, I um, saw Quintess Cephas get a nice little catch in the NFL yesterday for the Lions. Almost had a almost had a touchdown yeah. on a block punt. Cephas was looking pretty good. He's yeah. So I, I so there's a little Cephas play. Little bit he's, he's he's commit number twenty, and the last time I checked, it puts the it leaves them number three in the Big Ten and number sixteen in the country. Wow, uh, good on twenty four seven composite. Which both of those would be the best ever in the online rankings era, which dates back twenty years now. That's crazy. Um, when we see Graham Mertz. Saturday, I'm gonna put it out there. Graham Mertz playing Saturday, throwing for we'll go six touchdowns. He gets the record. You think more recruits would be like, yeah, I want to come to Wisconsin? Doesn't a rising tide uh, raise all ships here for the Wisconsin? It, it does. Players? Yeah. I again, I I think his commitment and his obviously him blowing up even after committing helped the 2020 class and the 2021 class, and and will help even the 2022 class, even though he may not be here. <laughs> by the time they get here. My question, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, I think they might be still figuring it out, but there's no, this year does not count towards eligibility. Correct. correct. Yeah. So no matter what, he's going to be a freshman next year. So when you have people, I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, I'm going to ask though. When you have people coming in next year that are freshmen and you have other people that are upperclassmen and this year doesn't count, how, do you know how that works for scholarships or how so it I, works for? I think that they're going to have to have a, the NCAA has already announced that they're going to allow 
people to return, right? So yeah. now they have to figure out, are they going to lift the minimum scholarship level, which is at 85? I think they're going to have to, to accommodate it. I how else would you do it? Right. And I don't know how long that, that accommodation will go. Again, I don't, I don't think every school is going to do it. You know, I think the only the schools that can actually afford it, which is obviously a lot of the Power Five, but probably not all the Power Five schools, yeah. um, are going to actually allow their guys to come back. Or you're going to see at these other schools where they want to keep upperclassmen, say, sorry, but we're not going uh, to honor your scholarship coming in as a freshman. We're going to be like, hey, sorry, we're wow. going to... So there'd be some like little hairy times coming up potentially. Well, here's the thing: I don't I don't know if this is the case in this situation, but there were two guys from Milwaukee that committed to Arizona State, and like two weeks ago that Arizona State that. pulled their scholarship. Yeah, they pulled it. Yeah, both and of now them. they're like just floating out in the wind, right? Right. I mean, they're going to be fine. They're going to they're good players. They're going to find another home. But I don't know. I I that's possible. Is it possible that that was a reason for it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Wow, crazy. Zach Halperin, our sports director, hanging out with us right now. We talk college football. Let's move to the NFL. I have the Twitter poll out right now. Who is the uh, the best team in the NFC right now, in your humble opinion? The options would be the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Seahawks, or your Green Bay Packers. Despite what we saw last night, kind of still, kind of still like Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, see, I know. I know they were horrible last they're night. Lot, they're last right now. I know the they're horrible, but and I still think they have the best defense, even though. What we saw again last night was, and it's probably because of what they did to the Packers' offense. But um, I'd probably say the Saints or or, or Tampa Bay. <sighs> the I mean, Buccaneers, they, the Packers beat the Saints, but the Saints beat the Buccaneers, who the Packers lost to the Tampa Bay. And I mean, it's it, the, the well, NFC is obviously. Wow. Yeah, is there is there a clear cut number one team? No, there's not. Is there a clear cut number one team in the it, whole NFL? Is it, it the goes, Chiefs? It, pro, yeah. It, but it goes week to week in the NFC, right? Like yeah. one one week it's Tampa Bay, another week it's the Packers, next week it's the Seahawks. Like it just matters what they did that particular week. Well, every team's got their flaws, right? I mean, is the Pack- it the, is it the Vikings after what they've done the last two weeks? Well, Delvin Cook, and yeah. I know you know about Delvin Cook. <laughs> Delvin Cook is a man possessed. He's a beast. He, he is. is beast. Um, the amount of yardage he's been able to put up has been absolutely incredible. Yeah, but just in terms of the NFC, uh, there's think, no clear I think, cut. I think you go those top four and. You know who knows? Maybe somebody, maybe somebody else comes up from behind them. I don't know. Um, well, the Seahawks literally have no defense. Their passing defense is the worst in NFL history. They're giving up 365 yards. Jesus, I think it's 365 yards per game, which is the worst by 50 yards. But you got they still got Mister Unlimited Russell Wilson. I think, I think I saw someone tweet yesterday, Mister Unlimited turnovers. Uh, because he and had a horrible game yesterday. He did. I don't ever count them out, though. I mean, you're going to see them in the playoffs. The Seahawks no, are a course. good team, but they have literally no defense. The Packers, what's their biggest flaw? They, they have, have no defense. rush defense. Yes, like and, their rush defense is nowhere. Right. They have no rush defense good against a good rushing team. And 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 did I see that uh, the linebacker now has got COVID nineteen? Chris Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Barnes tested positive COVID nineteen. Luckily for him, he tested positive on Thursday. Meaning he could be back in time for Sunday because you have to be out ten days. Um, you know, no, no, Jordan then. Love, his roommate has it too. Yeah, Jordan Love, Con- no, close, I close contact. A, yeah, close contact. So oh, we'll never good see thing him. he doesn't dress. Yeah, but it's, it's it sounds like uh, it sounds like they're gonna. It sounds like Christian Kirksey is going to be back soon. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Kamal Martin obviously was not able to play Thursday because of his high risk close contact with AJ Dillon, but he should be back. So I think you know, inside linebacker wise, they'll be fine even if Barnes can't go. But yeah, their their interior run defense. And we saw. I don't have my phone with me, but there was a tweet yesterday from Ian Rappaport that said uh, not only were they going after oh yeah, I was going to ask you about this. At, yeah. and Will have, Fuller, they were going this. they were going after a defensive tackle from from the Giants. Yeah, uh, whose contract is up. Yeah, he's, is gonna be up. he's a captain. He was a captain. Like, of the I don't team. understand these teams holding on to guys that they know are not going to resign. Especially the them. Giants. The yeah. Giants are they're terrible. And the same thing with the Texans. They're not going to resign Will Fuller. Okay, let me ask you. So. You know, I know, I know. You look at because you're, you know, you're a reporter. You know, you get, you're the big J, so you look at a different lens than we do. We overreact and start like, you know, calling for heads and yada yada yada. But you know, Brian Gutekunst, when he was first was hired as the job of the GM for the Packers, he says, "I'm going to be in the conversation for everyone when it comes to the trade deadline." Yada right. yada yada. And now he's he has been. He's like, "Yeah, hey, I picked up my phone. I I was in the conversation, but 
How many conversations have turned out to the Packers actually getting somebody? Well, would you have given up a second-round pick for Will Fuller, not knowing that you could potentially sign him when you don't have the money to sign him next year? There is that to it, but the Packers, who have done this for every single year till the end of time, with Ted Thompson out of Brian Gutekunst, you go back and look at their second-round draft picks. Rowdy, we looked this up. The best one was Devontae Adams in, what, 2014? What was the second best? Yeah, they had in the last decade in second round picks that you would say probably three and a half of them turned out to be re- legit players. So my, the my, half so is Eddie Lacy because that was two years no, of good Eddie Lacy. That was legit. My pick. thing would be okay, like I get it. You don't want to give up a second round pick, but also look at your track record of doing the same thing year in and year out, and you still haven't won a Super Bowl. Jordy Nelson. Yeah, we only, we did it back to ten Greg, years. Greg Jennings. Okay, but now we're getting a long time ago. Randall Cobb. No Super Bowls though. <laughs> Besides Greg Jennings. <laughs> Jordy Nelson. And Jordy. Has, Jordy has one. So but you, how far are you going back then, though? Well, you, you said Brian Gutekunst and Ted Thompson. Ted we Thompson. Did, ten years. We did ten years. Nick Collins. Uh, like all these guys. Now you're going back a lot farther. Not, what I'm saying is you, you, you talked about Ted Thompson and Brian Gutekunst. How are you going to judge Ted Thompson but only judge, like, the last ten Because we just did a decade from 2010 no, because, to 2020. Because it works better for your, your your argument because you don't want to go all the way back and include guys that actually did turn out pretty well. I'm not saying I'm not saying this, but you don't give up Will you don't give up a second round pick for eight games Will Fuller. Even if it says, okay, that could give me over the hump and possibly give me a Super Bowl. It's not going to get you over the hump because you can't play run defense. No, nope. I mean that's true. I wanted the Packers to stop that run defense as well. But do you over do you, I mean Brian Gutekunst we're going to what the Packers told or what we the information we have, and they thought the Will Fuller potentially could get them over the hump because they're in the conversation for him. Right, but not to the point where they thought the we're second gonna, round pick we're, we're going to give up more than a fourth round pick. I mean, would you give up a third round pick for him? Yeah, I would give up but a second round. I would still give him a second round. Yeah, pick for not, him. not not no, not for that, not not for that short of time. I, I personally would, but that's why I'm not in charge of a uh, NFL franchise. And, and neither am I. I, mean, <laughs> I. I get where they're coming from. Do you think the Packers are a Super Bowl contender right now? Uh, of course, because as we said, the NFC is wide open. I think they can beat any of those teams, even though what we saw against the Buccaneers was not totally encouraging. I think, but then you saw the Buccaneers last night. Here's you know? the thing with the, that Buccaneers game. Those first two interceptions just threw everything off the rest of the game. Like, it wasn't, and we're probably not going to see something like that again. No, I don't think so. And like We never see that from Aaron Rodgers. Those are the only two picks he's thrown. Other, otherwise, he's thrown 24 touchdowns. Yeah, what was he on pace for, like 50 before those picks, 52 touchdowns, then zero interceptions? It was something, something like ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, the 24 touchdowns is the most he's thrown in the first eight games of a season since his 2011 season. So which, looking at the Packers' uh, record or uh, their schedule coming up here, they got the Jags on Sunday. One and seven. That's a win. Wow. Uh, the Colts at, in Indy. At Indy. That defense uh, is is pretty good, but I think Indianapolis going to – I can't wait to have Jonathan Taylor that week. Did you, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my question, Jonathan Taylor. But then you see, did you see Philip Rivers on that uh, oh, Jonathan goodness. Taylor fumble? Of yeah, him just laying there on the ground. He looked like an obese turtle just laying on his back yeah, like, like that. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the Colts could be a win, but I'm scared to see what Nothing Jonathan like Taylor being, does. Uh, that was just some of the most unathletic. Well, yeah, I mean, he's I mean, Philip Rivers. I'm not sure he could even made that play when he was in 2004 when he first got in the league. No, I don't know if he tackles the guy either, but. The falling down yeah. while running by yourself. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it was Daniel Jones, but a lot less athletic looking Daniel Jones. Remember, I mean, obviously, well, Daniel Jones already ran eighty yards, yes, and then fell down. And they just ran fell. about maybe eight yards and then fell. Well, I think you could. There's there's some comparisons there. Um, and then I'm, he reached up. Interesting <laughs> to see what JT does against that rush defense. Yeah, just though, to right? check, make sure the guy was wearing a cup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's a win down in Indy, though. I think it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, the Bears, did you watch the Bears yesterday? Their offense is insanely horrible. That was the worst, according to Pro Football Focus, the worst production the Bears offense have ever put on the field since 2006. Do you know what they did in 2006, though? Yeah, didn't they go to a Super Bowl? Yes. With uh, <laughs> Sexy Rexy, Rex yeah. Grossman, yeah. Uh, Devin Hester, that defense, and the neckbeard got some love, too, because yeah. Sexy Rexy went down. And Rex Grossman's 40. I loved watching Rex Grossman play. That was like that dude had just slung it in the triple coverage. He did not give a crap. Yeah. Oh, Bernard Berryman's downfield. Let me sling it in a triple well, coverage. What was the first game that year? It was like what 31, 38, nothing uh, over the Packers. Yeah. What, what? Whose debut was that? Oh, it was Mike McCarthy's debut. Oh wow! And then he went on to win a Super Bowl. You know, a couple of years later. How about that? And has been exposed in Dallas. Yeah, because he's signing bums off the street to play quarterback. All right. So the next game, the Bears. <laughs> Uh, then after that, I think that's hey, a win. Garrett Gilbert's no bum. Where, where, he was one of the best AAF and XFL quarterbacks. Yeah, that's not a bum. Where is that Bears game, that first one? That is, is at uh, Lambeau. It's at Lambeau. And it's um, it's a primetime Sunday. Is it? Yeah. If that's the so, – no, it's – yeah, Sunday, primetime, 7 So you got a 3-0? Oh. 
Yep. All right. And then you got the Eagles coming in. Carson Wentz is terrible. Then you got the Eagles coming Four in. Oh. Lambo. Four and zero. Oh. Then you go to Detroit to take on the Lions. Five and zero. Oh. Because they Lions just beat themselves. Packers could trail for sixty minutes and still win. We'd already seen it twice. Twice. Panthers six and zero oh. at Lambeau six and zero. Oh. Well, there's Christian McCaffrey though. Did you hear that he got hurt again? Oof. Shoulder injury. Yep. Yeah, that was on the tackle by us. Sorensen. Tough break for whoever had to face them in fantasy this week, but not next week. And then you have the – here's the game that I'm curious to see because Derrick Henry comes to Lambeau Field with the Titans. That's the Titans' defense? Is it legit? No. 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 But the running game – yeah, you have Intriguing to, match. Here's the thing. You have to be afraid of every team that has a good running back and a good rushing attack because we saw what happened against Minnesota. Yeah, that's a kryptonite. But, again, the only thing – I think the, the one thing you have to point out with the Minnesota game is if that was – if there was no wind, if that was just – say that was at Minnesota – Aaron Rodgers tearing up that defense. That defense is still, especially on the corners, still not any good. We've seen that 25-mile-per-hour win was the downfall of the Green Bay Packers. I'm saying it was, yeah, for, for that offense because it limited the possessions. Like, do you think they're going to I don't be... think the offense was a problem. I thought Aaron Rodgers looked pretty good, though. But do you... but they only had how many possessions? Two in the first half. Mm, was two, it? They had, yeah, they had I... two drives. They got the ball right before half, though, too, didn't they? I thought it was just two. Anyway, you, might be, you might be right. I think it was four total, right? It was, like, between the two. Yeah, so yeah. that's right. But they, like... If uh, if the win's not there, you think they're going to be running the ball and, and having 18, what was it, 17, 15, 16 play the drives? The win's not there, no. they're tossing the they're ball. They're tossing the ball over yeah. the place, and I think that obviously would benefit Green Bay significantly. So right now, I mean, have we had a loss? We had maybe against the Colts and maybe against the Titans? Yeah, so what's that? Uh, let's see. 6-0? Six, six, six oh. Yeah, and then finally finish the season up um, January 3rd against the Bears at Soldier Field. Yeah, so... So Dude, the Bears, can we just talk about the Bears for a second here? The Bears are second in the NFC North. I think by the end, when the season's over, the Vikings will be second. I don't know they're, who's going to be last. Their tanking strategy is not working right now. Well, Delvin, I mean, we just talked about Delvin Cook a little bit, but look at the Chicago Bears. Do, do you think they ever go back to Mitchell Trubisky? Nick Foles is just god-awful. They're, they're enti- I mean, their entire offense is, is trash. It's putrid. Yeah, and it's not that they don't have weapons. I mean, Allen Robinson, one of the better wide receivers, I think, certainly in the NFC, and you have a, but Nick Foles not good, and Matt Nagy since that first year, it's been all downhill, all downhill. And I, I feel like Matt Nagy's probably looking in the mirror like, oh my god, I'm gonna have my job, I'm gonna have a job. And then you got Ryan Pace like, oh my god, am I gonna have a job? I think they should cut ties both and and move on. Well, you look at Ryan Pace; it's like you trade you you traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky and spurned Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Yeah. How does I don't even know how that guy sleeps at night. Oh, probably by his millions of dollars that they give him. Right. Yes. The, the he did some. I mean, he did some good things. Uh, getting Khalil Mack for what he gave up for him. I, I would do that in a second. But that Mitchell Trubisky thing is going to hang. Yeah, but over you know what Ryan Pace did? He went. Ever. He went and got Jason Spriggs. And Jimmy Graham. And, well, Jimmy Graham's been okay for the Bears, but Jason Spriggs now got COVID nineteen. He's out. But before that, he was just like, he wasn't even there. Well, Jason that's Spriggs a, that's might be better with COVID-19. Hey, another second-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> to your, to a, on my point, Zach, another point for me for that second-round pick. Zach, thanks for just shooting and the crap with us. And what they traded up for. Yes, they did. Thanks for shooting the crap Ted, with us, man, Ted, about some football. Ted Thompson trading up. Uh, your thoughts on what's going to happen for the announcement today from Wisconsin later today? I think we're going to get a good report, and Wisconsin's on track to play Saturday. And we'll talk Michigan. And that, that's a pure guess. We'll talk Pure guess, but I like it. I hope it comes to fruition, Optimism. which is rare for us in 2020. Optimistic time, Ebo. But we've turned over a new leaf, Zach. I have. <laughs>